Welcome to Stories of Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Raven Hood on the interwebs, and I am just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe filled with dark reflections on the morality of your needs considered over others and what costs we might do to prevent harm to others. Okay, that was real dark and deep, but you know. Each week we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Terra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of it as my own personal project to create an audiobook of League stories and lore. This week's story, if you didn't already guess it, is Ari, the nine-tailed fox. Sorry, I just have a thing for puns. I don't know what else to say. But here's my terrible impression of her. Human emotions can be more volatile than even the deepest magics. Innately connected to the magic of the spirit realm, Ari is a mysterious fox-like Vestaya in search of her place in the world. Having become a somewhat reluctant and empathetic predator since entering mortal society, she prefers to manipulate her prey's emotions before partaking of their life essence, receiving flashes of memory and insight from each soul she consumes. And now for Ari's biography. Ari's origins are a mystery, even to her. She has no clue as to the history of her Vestayan tribe or their place among the rest, save for the twin gemstones she has worn her entire life. In fact, her earliest memories are of running with ice foxes in the northern reaches of Shunjan. Though she knew she was not one of them, they clearly saw her as something of a kindred spirit and came to accept her within the pack. In that wild, predatory existence, Ari nonetheless felt a deeper connection to the forests around her. In time, she came to understand that this was the magic of the Vestaya that coursed through every fiber of her being, and the realm of the spirits that lay beyond. With no one to teach her, instead she learned to call upon this power in her own ways, most often using it to quicken her reflexes in pursuit of prey. If she was careful and close enough, she also find that she might soothe a panicked deer, so that it remained serene and calm even as she and her packmates sank their teeth into its flesh. The world of mortals was a distant and unsettling place for Ari, as it was for the ice foxes, but she felt drawn to it for reasons she could not explain. Humans in particular were coarse, gruff creatures, and when a band of huntsmen camped nearby, Ari watched them from afar as they went about their grim business. When one of them was wounded by a stray arrow, Ari could feel his life seeping away. Knowing nothing but the instincts of a predator, she savored the spirit essence leaving his body, and through it gained a brief flash of his memories the lover he had lost in battle, and the children he had left behind when he came north. Ari subtly pushed his emotions from fear to sorrow to joy, and comforted him with visions of sun-soaked meadows as he died. 
Afterward, she found that human words now came to her easily, like something from a half-remembered dream, and Ari knew the time had come to leave the pack behind. Keeping to the fringes of society, she felt more alive than ever. Her predatory nature remained, but she was caught up in a riot of new experiences, emotions, and customs across Ionia. Mortals, it seemed, also became fascinated with her in return, and she often used this to her advantage, draining their essence while charming them with recollections of beauty hallucinations of deep longing, and occasionally dreams colored by raw sorrow. She grew drunk on memories that were not her own and exhilarated in ending the lives of others even as she felt the grief and woe she brought to her victims. She experienced heartbreak and elation in tantalizing flashes that left her craving more. She wept at the images of brutal invaders from a faraway land of iron and stone. It was overwhelming, but she sensed her own power fading whenever she tried to stay away, and could not help but partake again and again, as much as it pained her heart to do so. Through countless stolen visions, Ari began to glimpse more about the Vestaya. It seemed she was not alone, with many tribes now having somewhat troubled relationships with mortals. Eventually, she learned of a rebellion aiming to restore their people to some kind of former glory. This, perhaps, was the link to a past she could not remember. With the twin gemstones in hand, Ari has set out in search of others like her. No more will she rely on borrowed memories and unfamiliar dreams. And if any trace of her tribe still exists in Runeterra, then she is determined to find it. And then we're going to go to the story of Ari, but it's going to be right after this quick 30-second break, and it is entitled A Fair Trade by Ryla Hyde. Heidi, not sure. Be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now for Ari's story, entitled A Fair Trade by Rayla Hyde. Now again, please bear with my terrible impression. I, I just don't, I don't have the voice to, to be Ari. So you're going to just, I'm going to have fun with it, and we're going to make through it. The market smelled of burning incense and rotting cabbage. Ari wrapped her cloak around her nine tails and fiddled with her twin sunstone tokens to distract herself from the stench, rolling them between her fingers and snapping them together. Each one had the shape of a blazing flame, but they were carved in such a way that their sharper edges fit together, 
forming a perfectly smooth orb. She had carried the golden stones since before she could remember, though she had no knowledge of their origin. Though Ari was in a new environment, she was comforted by the latent magic buzzing all around her. She passed a stand with dozens of woven baskets filled to the brim with polished rocks, shells etched with legends from a seafaring tribe, gambling dice carved from bones and other curious items. Nothing matched the style of Ari's sculpted tokens. Care for a gym to match the blue of the skies? asked the gray-bearded merchant. For you, I'll trade a cerulean bauble for the cost of a single cryraven feather, or perhaps the seed of a jujube tree. I'm flexible. Ari smiled at him, but she shook her head and continued to move through the market, sunstones in hand. She passed a stand covered in spiky orange vegetables, a child selling fruit that shifted color with the weather, and at least three peddlers swinging tins of incense each of whom claimed to have discovered the deepest form of meditation. Fortunes! 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 Come get your fortunes told! Called a young woman with lavender eyes and a soft jawline. Find out who you would fall in love with, or how to avoid unlucky situations with a pinch of Bordock root. Or if you would prefer your future left to the gods, I'll answer a question about your past. Though I do recommend finding out whether or not you're at risk for death by poisoning. A tall Vastaya with feline ears was about to take a bite of a spiced pastry. He froze and stared at the fortune teller in alarm. The answer is no, by the way. Yours is for free, she said, curtsying at him before turning to Ari. Now, you look like you've had a dark and mysterious past, or at least some tales worth sharing. Any burning questions for me, lady? Beneath heavy layers of incense, Ari paused at the scent of wet fur and spiced leather lingering at the woman's neck. Thank you, but no, she replied. I'm still looking around. You won't find any more Yamello tokens in this market, I'm afraid, the woman said, nodding to Ari's sunstones, like the ones you have. The back of Ari's neck prickled, and she drew closer to the woman. She would not let her excitement get the better of her. Do you recognize these? Where do they come from? The woman eyed Ari. I think they're Yamellos anyway. She said, never seen a pair in person. He only carved a small number in his time, and many of them were sets were separated in war. Dead rare, those. Ari leaned closer with each word. I'm heathen, by the way, the woman said. Do you know where I might find this craftsman? Ari asked. Hirin laughed. <laughs> No idea, but if you come in, I'll tell you what I know. Ari wrapped her cloak around her shoulders and eagerly followed the fortune teller past her booth and into a caravan decorated wall to wall with animal skins. Tea? Hirin said, I brewed it this morning. She poured two cups of liquid the color of plum wine. 
taking one for herself. The tea tasted of bitter oak bark, masked by a cloying dollop of honey. Heating held out a hand for the stones, but Ari kept them close. I'm getting the sense that these are very special to you, she said with a wry smile. Don't worry, I have no interest in peddling stolen sunstones. Bad for a girl's reputation. Can you tell me where they came from? asked Ari, handing them over gingerly. Hidden held them up to the light. These are beautiful, she said. I don't know how they fit together so perfectly. I've never seen the like. Ari said nothing. She stood frozen with curiosity and did not take her eyes off the woman. Legend says the sculptor known as Mielo collected fossilized lizard eggs from a thousand thousand years ago that he carved into intricate shapes. These ancient lizards lived long before the Getu Sea dried up into a desert, leaving only petrified bones and dust. <coughs> Hiro coughed, and Ari detected a bitter note upon her breath, as if she had been drinking vinegar. Yamelosons are designed as small pieces that fit into a larger sculpture, she continued. The woman dangled the golden pieces in front of Ari's face. Just as your past has left you with information to be desired, these stones may have many more parts that, that when combined, create another shape altogether. Who knows what you'll become when you track down your history? With the missing pieces, you may learn more than you'd like. Those are pretty words, Ari murmured, staring at the woman. After a moment of silence, Hiran chuckled. <laughs> Some threads of truth, threads of my own invention. A fortune teller's weaving must be seamless. The woman retrieved a hunter's knife from a cabinet. I weave just enough of what you desire to make you stay, she said, till the tea slows your muscles, that is. A low growl escaped Ari's lips. She would tear this woman apart. She tried to pounce, but her limbs did not obey. She was rooted in place. Oh, there's no need for that, lady. I only need a single tail, useful for a variety of potions, you see, and extremely valuable, or so I think. I've never seen a Vastaya with fox tails before. The tea freezes any pain, along with your mobility. Hidden wrapped a bandage around one of Ari's tails. Ari tried to resist, but she still could not move. You'll wake up tomorrow, good as new, said the woman. Well, with one less tail. Do you really use all nine? Ari shut her eyes and reached out into the reservoirs of magic around her. The environment had plenty ripe for the taking, but she was too weakened by the tea to draw them to her. Instead, she reached into Hiran's mind, which was far more malleable and pushed. Ari opened her eyes and stared hard into Hiran's. They deepened from lavender to Violet. Hiran, she said, come closer. I would look into the face of one who tricked me. Of course, lady, Hiran replied, transfixed. The woman's voice sounded hollow, as though it came from the bottom of a well. 
She leaned in until her face was only inches away. Ari inhaled, drawing essences of the woman's life from her breath. Hirin was a young girl hiding, hungry and afraid, beneath a market stall. Two men argued above, looking for her. She had nothing but empty coffers to show for her day's work. Ari continued to drain Hirin's life away, sampling memories of raw emotion. They felt rich in Ari's mouth as she relished each unique flavor of emotion. Hirin told the fortune of a witch doctor shrouded in veils, receiving a copper for her troubles, and she used the coin to buy a piece of bread which she devoured in seconds. In a seedy tavern, a raucous group played cards. A man with eyebrows resembling butterfly wings gambled a golden yumello stone while Hirin watched from the shadows. Hirin tracked Ari as she walked through the market. One of her foxtails peeked from beneath her cloak. She drew the Vestaya into her caravan. Enough. Ari stopped, her head spinning with renewed vigor. With each memory she stole from Hirin, she felt energy rush back into her weakened muscles, cleansing them of the poison. Strengthened once more, she slowly shook her limbs awake and flexed her tails with a shiver. They tingled with pinpricks. Hirin stood wide-eyed and dazed, still very much alive. It was she that would wake tomorrow good as new, less a few memories that she would not miss. With knowledge of the woman's life, Ari's rage faded. She brushed her hand against the fortune teller's cheek, then wrapped her cloak tightly around her shoulders and stepped out into the sunlit market. Hirin would not remember her, or their encounter, but Ari had left the trade with a name to hunt, Gimelo, and the image of a man with soft-winged eyebrows was burned into her mind. Well, that was quaint. For any of you who are familiar with any of the other bits of Ari's lore, there's another story out there that I'm sure I'll eventually get to and read about her and someone she was in a relationship with, I think, or something. And I wasn't sure if that was going to be the one of today. And it wasn't, but there's some really, really dark stuff about Ari and gets you into reflecting on what, what in my life do I need that causes pain to others and is there a way for me to do that without causing that pain to others because you know we want to be decent human beings we're not Vestaya so I don't know I like getting philosophical with some of this stuff and maybe one day I've talked about it for the entirety of this podcast but I just don't have the time to Um, maybe one day I can figure out a format that's interesting to you all about like reflecting on these stories and how we can use these stories to drive us to be better humans, to care for others, to love selflessly, to to walk ethically, and to make the world we live in a better place for others and help everyone to flourish. Anyway, so... But I'm not to the place where I can record those type of philosophical things because I just don't have the time to right now. But hey, 
That doesn't mean you can't read these stories with the aim of making yourself a better person of, and reflecting on these bits and bobs. Um, other than that, thank you for listening today. I want to give a shout out to the two folks that have given me a review out on iTunes. Um, by the way, I know it's cheap and every podcaster asks you to do it, but throw a throw a rating out there on iTunes, five stars, or even I'd even be happy with three and a half or four, man. Um, if you really enjoy what I'm doing here, it helps the podcast grow, and I love sharing these stories with folks. And the kind comments that you have shared on those reviews, one of y'all really liked Ari, so this is kind of a, hey, thanks for the review, here's Ari. And it's also her Ariversary this last week, I think, 10 years or whatever. Anyway, thanks again for listening to the Stories of Runeterra podcast. Um, wow, is next week... I'm here in the States, so I think next week is Christmas. I can't do math that quick. So if you are in the States, Merry Christmas. Depending on your background and your traditions, it could be Happy Hanukkah. I don't know all the other ones that go on there, so forgive me. But Happy Holidays to all of you. And safe travels. Be safe. Be responsible. And I will see you next week on Saturday. I'm going to keep putting these out. And we'll go from there. I'll catch you on the flip side.